Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest-running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep dive everything Vanderpump Rules. I am Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. We're back with season 11. Season 11. Here we go. Buckle up. We're going to get the notes on the scandal. Awesome. That's what this episode is called. Notes on a scandal. Mm. Like, I don't need notes. I need like the, I need a full on, like, you know, when you go with your friend to a restaurant and you're just going to sit there and gossip. Like, I need a gossip sesh. We need a cheesecake factory menu. Yes. Not yeah. Cliff notes. Yes, exactly. Well, a few things have happened today. So before we get into the first seven minutes of episode one, season 11, which we will continue on, which will be posted the last 43 minutes, um, will be posted tomorrow right after the premiere airs. So yes. We follow the rules. Um, but Christian was saying, you know how it was revealed at the premiere party that the Valley would be coming out March 30th. Christian said now Alex Baskin said it's March 19th. It'll come on episode eight of Vanderpump backdoor it with Sandoval and Jax. Oh yeah. I heard that. So that's even sooner. Yeah. I heard the eighth episode. Okay. Well, we've got that. Um, Kristen also explained her beef with Lala. Ooh, I tell love, me. I love when people give an answer and don't be like, well, I don't want to talk about it and make it worse. Or you'll just have to wait and see. Like someone asked her a question, what's the beef between you and Lala? And she literally was like, well, okay, here it is, guys. And she like explained the whole thing. I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, it is because when Kristen, remember that live show Zach Peter did like in November? Yes. And like he has had Lala at his show before. Um, but I think like with MJ or something like that, well, he had Kristen and he had Gigi Golnessa. Well, if you recall, Gigi and Lala are no longer friends because Gigi took Randall's side. Yes, yes. And was always standing up for Randall. I guess so I guess at this show, Gigi was kind of like bad mouthing Lala a little bit, like questioning her parenting. Ooh. And for whatever reason, Kristen was seated between Reza and Gigi and she didn't like know why, but she's friends with Reza, has been for a long time. But anyways, when she started like bad mouthing Lala, Kristen was like she said, you can see me visibly look at Reza and be like, why am I sitting here? And kind of like shaking her head, like, oh, God, no, please don't go there. But also caught off guard, like didn't really realize she was going to say stuff like that and like didn't know what to do. Right. She's on stage at someone else's show. Right. You know? And so she like just didn't say anything, but clearly was uncomfortable. Well, I guess Lala got wind of this. People, I'm sure, probably sent her clips or just told, you know, a lot of people don't, as R- Rachel says on her podcast today, they don't listen to the actual podcast. They just listen to people recapping the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, very true. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so Lala got mad at Kristen and popped off on her podcast because someone said something about, oh, are you going to go on Kristen's podcast sometime? And she, and she goes, who? And then Jessica's like, Kristen, um, oh, does she have a podcast? And they're like, yeah, her and her boyfriend. She's like, oh, they still have that? Like, totally shading her. You're right. I remember that. And it's because Lala, I guess, apparently, um, Kristen was unaware of any of this. But then a couple of mutual friends told her because Lala was complaining to them. I'm assuming, like, Brittany and whomever. And so they, Lala said it was because she didn't stand up for her and didn't say anything. So Kristen was like, well, I was caught off guard. I didn't know what to say, if it was my place. And I don't think Kristen and Lala are really that great of friends anyways. But, you know, she just didn't. She's like, you should have had my back and defended me. And yeah. she didn't. 
Yeah. So that's why Lala was mad. And then Kristen did give her some grace. She's like, yeah, actually, I found this quote, like, you know, your true friends are the ones that are the, are the friends that talk about you when you're not in the room. Those aren't your true friends. It's the ones that are defending you when you're not in the room. Right. I should have defended you when you weren't in the room. So, I don't know. I think Lala should have just, like, called her out on it and told her, confronted her, like, what the hell, man, instead of doing these little passive digs. Yeah. I Well, and I've been in that situation before where, you know, someone starts ripping into one of my friends or something, and it is, it's like, you don't know, like, would that person want you to get into it with these people? Like, is it worth it to them? It's like, there's a lot of, like, and especially when you're thrown off, you're like, shoot not that you're like sitting there going ha 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 like agreeing but it's like it is very awkward yeah I definitely think if she was like laughing along and giggling like Lala for sure should be pissed um and she could be irritated but she should have called her out right instead of just being a dick so that's their beef um anything else on that so we had Oh, this rumor of Sandoval's assistant, Anne, coming out with her own podcast? Yeah, it seems legit. I'm seeing it everywhere. So um, I'm really confused on the concept, though. Yes. Because the title is called... Because signed an NDA. So when you sign an NDA, that means you can't say anything. So we're going to listen to someone who can't say anything? Oh, that should be compelling. (laughs) <laughs> like I, I, it should be like NDAs to the flame or something like that, where it's like, maybe you're going to get something, you know, I you don't know. know. I smell Sandoval behind this. I smell like, dude, you can, you can say all the things because people aren't listening to mine, but now I can get my perspective out and like, but they'll listen to yours. Cause they think, Ooh, she's assistant. She's going to spill all the secrets, but really you're not. You're going to tell them my side of things and they'll tune in. I don't know. Because yeah. what else could you say? He's going to pipe, like, feed her enough. Ooh, give this juice out. I give you permission. Um, but you also have to give, like, this side, too. I don't know. It smells I, fishy. I, yeah, I feel, I feel like it's a way of him to get his behind-the-scene things out there. Like, even if it was something as simple as, like, at his shows, like, this is what really happened. This is how he was feeling. These are the security things we dealt with. You know, things like that. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. I don't know. When is that supposed to come out? I don't know. It's the amount of podcasts in this space is a lot. <laughs> so Raquel talks about that too. So she, she came out with one what, last Thursday and then she released another, a shorter one today. It's like 20 minutes. Yeah. I haven't got to listen yet. Is it good? Yeah, it is good. And you know, I, I, we have been encouraging, like, I'll post, like, oh, this is a juicy episode, and I'll encourage people, go listen. And if you don't want to listen to all of hers, I pointed out a couple I think were, like, really, like, particularly good, episode two and episode four. Number one's more of an intro. It's her first time. Number three is more of, let's just a clinical psychologist on. Um, but they were good. But, I mean, you know, things are taken out of context on every podcast, so it's always, you know will direct you to whether it's Kristen's or Sheena's or Lala's. Sometimes you don't really need to listen to the whole podcast because it's just like two minutes that are good, you know, but if the entire thing's good, we'll tell you. And, you know, by all means, please go support those other podcasts and listen to the entirety. Um, so in her case, I think the entirety is, is worth it. Um, so some of the things she revealed, she said, and I feel like this is going to be part of the story that's going to be eventually, you know, it's been brewing for a few years of, with James. Uh, because they were talking about that scene when she broke down in the car on the way to Havasu. Mm-hmm. And that she was just, she goes, you know, part of it too was I hadn't told anyone why I broke up with James. And she goes, I still like you know felt for him or had feelings she goes and I didn't want to ruin his life and like if I told people why I broke up like implied like it would ruin his life so you can deduce what you may from that based on other stories people are telling like Oof. it kind of sounds in alignment with the other things we've heard right like what would ruin his life uh, maybe bumping her nose 
maybe <laughs> the allegations, rumor, rumors. Um, so she did say that. So that's, I wonder if Christian is listening and, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess I- <laughs> we'll reach out. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm a little sniffly, too. You probably hear that, but I'm doing my best. It's it's go time for us. We cannot wait any longer to do this podcast, so I'm going with it. Um, I just got back from Las Vegas, and you know how dry it is there? It was so dry, so smoky in that casino. I was in there the entire weekend, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I like my whole head is like I can't even hear. You know, like I'm so like just grossly stuffed. Ugh. Bummer. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm waiting to hear, I know, I was just going to say something like, you know, obviously for the victims in this, like, it's always hard to come forward and to share what happened, you know, like, that's the hardest part. But it does make me, you know, it's like, the protection that James seems to be getting is just kind of mind blowing. Like, he's just able to keep going on. If something like this really happened, it's just making me, I have major anxiety about it. Yeah, for sure. And the cast that knows but are waiting. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're they're all friends because they have no reason not to be. One would think because you don't know anything. But the f- fact is, everyone knows about the stories and the rumors and the allegations. They all know. They're waiting until, you know, it's been proven or not proven which is a good friend thing to do. Oh, for sure. You know. Yeah. But if it if it comes out the other side. No, it's it's all very tricky and serious, but at, at the same time like it's very important yeah. and yeah, that just the the whole thing is just yeah, crazy. Anxiety. Yeah. Okay, well, well let's move on from that. Um cuz it's stressful. Production also told um, so Raquel really wanted to leave when they got to Havasu. She said she felt excluded, like they were all kind of like off to their own side and kind of making fun of her. And then Charlie got there and she like picked up that whole energy too. And she wanted to leave right away, but production was saying no. So Charlie's like, Raquel, if we both say it, she's like, I need you to back me up. And, you know, they can't force us both to stay or whatever. So Raquel, you know, begs production and they're like saying no, but they're finally like, well, fine, you can go, but you have to do two things. You have to tell the girls that you're going to go meet up with the guys at guys night and you have to tell Lala that you think she's just upset because Oliver liked her and not Lala. So this is all she's like, so I just followed the directions they told me to do so that we could leave. I'm like, I mean, to me, it's like when I... (laughs) The, the other thing that was happening at the uh, competition this weekend was Vanderpump Rules was playing the whole weekend, which was amazing. So Chad and I were sitting there just ripping apart these episodes going, oh, my God, to, like, all the things. And um, I feel like it's, like, quite obvious that any time that Raquel says anything to anyone, like, I, I forget, it was, they were all over at Tom and Ariana's house. And, like, ev- everyone's there. And yet it's Raquel who goes, hey, Tom. What's the latest with the bar? Like, it's just so, it's like so awkward. And like, why would she, you know, in in her capacity on the show at that point was literally James's arm candy. Like she didn't, she had no space in the group. And she's like, Tom, how's the bar? You know, it's like, what, Raquel? Yeah. That's so Where random. Like, like you're, you're keeping track of, of the, you know, how the bar is going. You got a checklist going. You almost said bar. (laughs) <laughs> the bar bar um so she said they also said they came to her during like that trip and saying a producer came to her and said Raquel you're not standing up for yourself it's like Lala keeps trashing you and saying how you know she cannot trust you around her man um and they're like but she's the one that shouldn't be trusted. She's the one that's left with your boyfriend. You got to go say something, stand up for yourself. So there's a lot of coaching and directing right. going on. And then oh, I thought this was really gross. She said that evolution knew Bravo knew Andy knew they all knew she was at a mental health facility, but how those rumors kept being 
you know, that she was at Miraval, the, a spa, she was with Sandoval. She's like, they kept like perpetuating those rumors when they fully knew she was at a mental health facility. I knew that. I, I could tell that. That was, that was really gross. And because yeah, she said even Andy, well after he knew. On Watch he, What Happens Life, he was cracking yes. jokes. And he was saying, is she really, you know, asked the guest, do you think she's at a spa and like totally undermined and perpetuated that whole thing? And let me tell you why. The reason is because that is what the mob was doing at the time. Yeah. At, like all of us that were trying to figure out what was going on and, you know, they're being, you know, papped by TMZ and, you know, like people are starting, like Ariana's making appearances, Tom is out, you know, pacing around. And I feel like everyone wanted answers as to where she was. And I, the, the majority of people like were kind of cracking a joke that she was at a spot. Like it was kind of funny. Like I will agree with that. And I, I just feel like they played into that and they, they continued that storyline just to add like a little bit of funniness to the, the whole thing. They loved it. Like once it got going, they really enjoyed the ride. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of icky to joke about something when they're dealing with the mental health issue. Well, and I, and like, I, feel, I feel like there was a few of uh, podcasters, influencers, whatever you want to call them, that were slightly calling that out, saying, hey, like, what if this is real? What if someone does something to themselves? How is everyone going to feel about that? And, like, people were trying to pump the brakes, but it was just this force that was – just incredible. Like no one wanted to hear anything. It- yeah. I mean, it's one thing, you know, like a lot of times when celebrities, um, you know, something happens and then they release a statement that they've been diagnosed with exhaustion. Yeah. We all crack jokes. Oh, that's right. Quote unquote exhaustion. Right. You know, that's the go-to answer, but this is deeper than that. Yeah, you know, or yeah, it's like after like a DUI, yeah, then it, it was exhaustion or whatever. It's like, but the action, yeah. <laughs> the action didn't match what was happening. And I yeah. feel like any true viewer of Vanderpump Rules, you know, a lot of new people hopped on during Scandal because it was so exciting. I don't blame them. But if you don't really know Raquel and you don't know, I mean, everyone on the, that that watched the show knew that she was pretty, I don't want to say delicate, but it was not hard to see that there was some stuff going on there already. So I, I don't know. I just, I think that was, that was pretty yeah. gnarly. Yeah. So yeah, another, another good episode on, on that podcast. So that's kind of it. I mean, do you have anything else that's been going on? I, uh, I did talk about her you were in Vegas, so I went ahead and talked about the Raquel podcast on Thursday, which was also very interesting. But that one is on Patreon. So you guys head over to Patreon. There's a bunch of bonus content and episodes over there. Um, this will be this podcast for episode one will be this part and part two tomorrow. And then we'll be at our premiere party tomorrow at Jax's in Studio City with some of you guys and Jax is having a premiere party there as well that will coincide with ours and we'll be doing a lot of content there um, which we'll probably put on Patreon so yes um, head over to Patreon so you can maximize your value it's very cheap it's only three dollars so it's cheaper than I don't go to Starbucks anymore but the times that I do um, just my regular grande black coffee is like $5. Chad <laughs> Chad went to Starbucks this weekend. We we try to stay away from there too cuz it's too expensive with the girls wanting all their stuff but um he got her like I don't maybe it was like a vanilla whatever like the vanilla milkshakey thing is you know where it's Crap. just yeah. Yeah. So he got her like a the small one, the tiniest one and a cake pop. Do you know how much it was? $17. <laughs> oh my god. You know how they mark up like in the the in bigger the casino. Yes. Yeah. It, and I'm like you've got to be kidding me. I was going to say 13 because it it legit would have been because when I was coming home from Vegas I stopped at that one. It's like a new one. It's kind of oh I don't know, Barstow Baker area. Anyways, they have a drive-thru and I'm like, oh, it's it's the Barstow exit, I think, where the Dairy Queen used to be. Okay. Um, anyways, um, and for some reason it was like apple cider, oat milk, latte. And I'm like, that sounds kind of good. I never get drinks. I only get black coffee with cream. 
But I'm like, okay, well, I'm on a road trip. Let's kick it up, make it a little more exciting. I'm sure it'll be too sweet. But so I got the shortest one. Yeah. Right. And it was like nine seventy two. I'm like, what? well, even I, I only order one thing at Starbucks, and it's a black iced tea, not sweetened, like just the tea. And that it used to be like I could get a venti for like two seventy five. Now it's like it's like four seventy five five. The profit on that fucking iced tea, man. I know, and like I it, nothing, and especially like if my um blood sugar is like high or or going low or something i have to drink it like really fast because i'm so thirsty i can drink that sucker in like three sips yeah so oh, oh you know what i want i also wanted to say hello to everyone who is new to our podcast because i'm sure i hope that we're going to get new listeners as people are searching around their podcast you know sites looking for something to listen to we, I'm Holly, and that's Sarah, and we have been doing this for a long time, so we're happy that you're here. We recap the episodes after every episode, and we have extra content. We always go to events and places, and we bring you exclusives, so thanks for joining us. Sometimes crack cases and yeah. have led to some of the biggest Vanderpump scandals we've been um, part of. That's right. So It's true. All right. So, so let's get into it. Okay, the opening credits. I feel like it feels so small. Like I feel like there's four cast members. Yeah, it felt it felt like my reaction was small and fast. Like it yes. was and it like like we're kind of flying from place to place, which I, I, I see what they're trying to do there, but I was like I had to pause during the intro to make my notes. You'd almost think that they would have put Allie in the opening credits just for another body. Uh-huh. You know, they could have done James and Allie in one shot and then Sheena and Lala in another shot, maybe like at a playground or, or something. Or what about Brock? Oh, yeah, Brock. Weird. Yeah. So they so they sidelined Brock. They sidelined Allie, even though they're both going to be very much apart. They're going to be main characters. They're just not getting the credit for it. That's For the paycheck. Yeah. Um, They're earning their stripes. Yeah. So we have, I I liked Katie and Ariana's dresses and the, the opening of Saw. Something about her looks very cute, although it's probably being all torn up right now since they have to put in new floors. It was, it sh- you know, there's people in the restaurant. It looks open and thriving. And that unfortunately is not true. Yeah, for anyone that doesn't keep up on a regular basis, no, something about her is not open. It has never been opened. They keep getting new things the city wants them to do for their permits, and so it's still not open. Well, something that was nice that uh, it was useful for was for filming. So they were able to film there all season and, um, you know, so. Not have to be at TomTom, although that is the first scene is – they're at Tom Tom. Yeah. They're one of the first scenes. Um, we've got the Toms at Tom Tom, not shorts and sandies. That seems think that's a- th- that seems to really be upsetting a lot of people, and I get it, but I also get that this is still Lisa's baby and she's not gonna allow yeah, that. Exactly. Absolutely not. This is my show. We're going to feature my restaurant, not theirs. Yeah. Um and then we have James, Lala, and Sheena at Sir. And that's it. And then Lisa walks out in the same damn outfit she's had for like 109 seasons. Did you notice that um, if in the Sir shot, James is DJing in the new DJ spot that was debuted when we were at the event that he was DJing there where it's not over in the little corner. It's on oh. the other side. Right. Um, right. And Sheena was wearing the same dress that she just wore to the little premiere screening that we went to. And, oh, okay. And Katie was wearing, is wearing the same dress in her confessional look as sh- that she wore to the premiere party that we just went to. Oh, wow. I didn't notice the, that. The leopard one. Okay. I think it's just the leopard part. And then, because she said she put the leopard dress over like this lace dress or lace top for the premiere party this one's just the leopard but it's the same one and i have to tell you i like that oh and and um well i I actually i don't think i can talk about that part yet but there's another repeat outfit that we will talk about later 
Oh, the one from Bungalow? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. And I'm I'm wondering if between like buying when people buy it, maybe they're short on money because they've been wearing the same outfits for like a long time. Well, I this- would be, I mean, I, 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 it would be a lot like with how many things they go to. I, I don't blame them. Yeah. So, okay. So then we go over to James's new house. You see, he's got a hat that says cat dad, which I dig. No, for, first we go to Tom and Ariana's. Oh, that's first? Yeah. Okay. Tom okay. Tom and Ari's house first, where there's the giant tile photo of them holding cocktails. Very, the, like, very Sheena-esque. You know, it's like Sheena got roasted for having giant photos of herself on the wall. But Tom and Ariana, it's more artsy. I can't believe that they still had it up. Wouldn't you? Like, I, especially for filming, I would have covered his face. Like, I would have thought that was kind of funny. Like, I would have said... Yeah, someone, someone cover his face with a dartboard or something. Or if I was her, I would have like painted an X over his face. Yeah, some, he probably. I'm sure he did it, so then he'd probably sue her for. Yeah, damages. you know what? It's probably smart just to not touch anything until it's over. Yeah. So we have Kitty making a cameo. For anyone else wondering, Kitty is in New York City along with Maya the dog. <laughs> Um, Brad, Brad, Brad is watching them. So everything's okay. The animals are not with Sandoval. I have that on good authority. I mean, to me, that's a really huge update um, because that was one of Ariana's biggest concerns about having to uproot her life and everything. And, you know, and it was like very, it was overwhelming for her to even think about making any sort of move because she couldn't... uh, picture disrupting her cats or her animals lives which i get so um i think that that's a big update that they are happily in new york um we have i did not see our lemon bars or lemoncello whatever it is we sent in on the counter i'm a little disappointed yeah so she she clarifies that um later in the episode that these are her birthday flowers um okay well then we see on the on the refrigerator a card that says team ariana love Catherine and cameron i was like huh how come just their card made the fridge who are they and i'm not even thinking and i'm like well i'm gonna go see who she's following oh it's Catherine power okay i've heard her on like stassi's podcast or whomever's and oh yeah she's the founder of aveline that's right i'm like cameron maybe that's her husband i'm like duh i still didn't even like <laughs> aveline uh, cameron diaz so that's cameron cute diaz is i i probably Mariana. would yeah i would have put that on my fridge too yeah <laughs> the cameron diaz is hashtag team ariana so another thing that i keep seeing throughout this beginning of the episode is they really production really wants us to know or the editors want us to know this is three months later. We're coming in three months after Scandaval hit. So where does that put us? So it happened March third. March third. So well, it happened March first, and then March third was when it was public. Right. April third, May third, June third. Oh yeah, because it's oh no, but it's for her birthday, which is it's June twenty fourth. Yeah. So this is more than three months later. But so that's four months. Yeah, so we just thought we'd point out that little tidbit for you. <laughs> and we will and remember, keep, we will keep we fact checking. <laughs> remember we didn't think they we didn't see them starting to film until after July fourth. Mm-hmm. So this is very late June. Maybe they started with some interiors. And then we also obviously know when Special Forces was filmed, which was at the end of June also. And um so it just makes, I think it was scheduling, you know, and just trying to make sure everybody was around to wrap everything up. And so, yeah. 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 Cause it was right after the fourth, right? They went to Tahoe and did the wolf lodge and yes. the gram thing. Yes. Okay. Okay. Ariana tells us that she um, is making her own latte now and that, um, you know, that I want that's a cinnamon stick. I know. I was like, should we pen? get cinnamon pens for everyone? Like that. I love that. It looks really where fun. Do you, where do you get those? I'm sure Amazon. Mm. Okay. Um. Next, we go over to Sheena's. 
Um, wait, have we? What about the rooms? Are we there? Oh, did I not take notes on that? The bedrooms. You guys are trying to be careful to just. Oh yeah, the yes, first it, it's coming. The, the rooms is, are coming. Oh, they're coming. Yeah, it hasn't it hasn't happened yet. Okay. All right. So then you said we go to Sheena's. Yeah. So we fly over to Sheena's house, and okay, I found a cinnamon pen on Amazon for eight ninety nine, and it comes <gasps> tomorrow. And they even have pink ones. I wanted to like put it in every gift bag but that's a lot yeah shoot we need a better we need a better well you know what when we hang up all um we can get a couple we'll we'll order from timu it'll probably be like a buck or something um okay so we go to sheena's house and brock and summer and sheena are standing at their counter they're having a cute little family moment um sheena asks summer how to spell her name and it's she's like s-u-m-m-e-r i mean that's very impressive. At, her, at this point, she's only two. Yeah, it is. It, she has. She's like two and two and two months. Yeah. I think that's impressive. When did your kids start spelling their names? Uh, later than that, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like they were eleven. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Daisy just started. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's young. Um, I love when they pan on the outside of Sheena and Brock's because it just gives me that old West side LA vibe, like three's company, like that dated seventies architecture of their town home or whatever. It's like, it's just so just reminiscent of Santa Monica and what, I don't know. It just gives me that three's company feel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the dating game set, like just, just that funny seventies vibe. Yeah. So. Um, next, we we head over to Allie and James's house. Oh, um, the other thing that I just have to point out um, is there's been like a lot of chatter about Brock and Sheena, and uh, recently because they went to Australia, and a lot of things came up with like, did he go and visit his kids? You know, every everything about that again. And um, one of the things that I have always pointed out, but I feel like no one really listens, <laughs> is that his other daughter's name is Winter. Yeah. Th- there's Wint, and she named her daughter Summer. Yeah. I love the name Winter. I think it's pretty. It is. It is. I don't know that I would go with Summer against Winter, though. And I, defi- <laughs> I definitely don't know that if her name was Winter Sky, that I would name my kid Summer <gasps> Moon. Is it Winter Sky? Yes. Oh, I really like that name, but, but yes, you're right. Summer moon. Oh, like the moon is higher than the sky or the moon's in the sky. It's very, it's very like kumbaya, which, you know, they just aren't there yet. Maybe one day like this, the whole name thing, they'll like look back and laugh about it. I get, I get both sides because in theory, he's probably thinking the theme, right? But then like maybe for winter's mother, she's thinking, one-upping and oh you're replacing or you're one-upping the moon is higher than the sky i don't know i don't i just the winter summer thing is too much for me Uh, that right there i i don't know what i would do as being the other mother like maybe i'm psycho but um i would be like what the heck and well then the boy needs to be named autumn yeah (laughs) actually fall is kind of a cool name (laughs) Um, but I just, I, like, I still have not recovered from that. I just, I, I, it's still like very much gurgling, but, okay. um, yeah, hopefully one day it will all be what cute. Is this, and, what is the son's name? Oh shoot. I forget. I forget too. I, I didn't realize <coughs> he had a brother. I knew he had the two sisters. Yeah. Um, me neither. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Okay, so moving on to Allie and James's new house in Burbank. Um, I've been there. It's a quiet, tree-lined street. I have friends that, like, just live right there. So you guys know we're not stalking. We're not pulling a Monica. Or or are we? I don't know. No, anyways. um, But, yeah, it is close to the airport. You're going to get a lot of – but where in Southern California don't you get – I was, I I texted Sarah and I'm like, this is getting ridiculous. Like 
the they did in in the first seven minutes they did like about nine airplane scenes where you know it, even like where it's like the they're acting like the the dishes are clanking in the kitchen like a train is going by. I mean, quite honestly, I'm pretty sure Sheena is closer to LAX than James's to Burbank Airport, which is much smaller and has like time deadlines, whereas LAX has no time deadlines. Well, and I Burbank mean, is, I have had to go to Burbank Airport multiple times when I was working in LA because my bosses would be missing FedEx deadlines and I'd have to drive directly to the airplane, which left at 4.30. So yeah. it was like very, it's like freight airlines and it's smaller and... Yeah, they probably can't take off after 10 or 11 p.m. max. Same with John Wayne. And then I know, yeah, and then I know, yeah, because even when I lived in Santa Monica, airplanes galore. And it was so noticeable on 9-11, those like, you know, that week the planes were grounded. I was just, I would sit in my backyard and be like, this is so weird. There was nothing in the sky. There was no airplane noise. And that's all the way up in Santa Monica. So come on. Yeah, I I grew up living right next to an airport. There's a, like a little, you know, private airport. And I just, I, I think that they're playing with people who don't live here, who think that it's like bizarre where they're living. Remember, they did this also on um, Honey Boo Boo. Like they, <laughs> their house was like right on like this corner and like, and there was a train that would go by like multiple times a day. And they did the same little montage where it was like, like they're acting like they have to like hold their stuff down like in Mary Poppins. And uh, <laughs> anyways, um, so James comes sliding out. He comes. Of sugar helps the medicine go down. The med- yeah. So Is that also the super I mean, it's a great movie, but long as hell. We just went to go see uh, like a children's musical of that, and I, I almost didn't make it. It was oh, long. God. They do, they do the chimney sweep. They go to the park and go nuts. You know, they fly a kite. It's like there's a lot going on. Oh, and then and, and then Chad was very upset about the poppins. He's like, what What are they saying there? He was all, and then he had to look up that it was the type of coin. And, and I'm like, Chad, how do you not know that? I have no idea what you're talking about. The bird lady, when she's feeding the bird, when the guy is getting fired from the bank. And, like, the children want to give their their coin to her, and they're like, no, don't do it. <laughs> I only remember the flying car and the song. <laughs> and clearly the songs I remember. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't actually remember the storyline yeah, except it, for the umbrella, because I tried to do that as a child on a windy day. I tried to jump off um, a hill by my house and, like, hope I could fly, and it, just, it never really worked out. But it's the same little hill that I pretended I would crash my sled into the tree at the bottom of the little hill, which was along the streets. So people would think I was like dead and all these cars would stop. And they'd be like, little girl, little girl, are you okay? And then I'd pop up and I'm like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> like a total serial killer. That's hilarious. So anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'd say I'd have to watch that to see if I remember, but you're not making it sound very appealing. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of like when would be a good time, like if you have a fever or something, but it might just be a really weird dream huh. when you're sick on the couch or something. I don't know. Well, it was that and then Greece, you know, two flying car things yeah. that burned into my brain. Is like my, my mom used to, I think my mom used to like having me and my brother lock, watch like really long movies because we would sit there the whole time and she'd probably get a break. Yeah. Um, like she loved putting on sound of music. That shit was yes. long too. <laughs> what was I just talking to you that never, I'm like, what do you mean? You never, it came on, maybe it was Julia. I'm like once a year, it only came on once a year and we'd all like gather around and we were so excited. And so it did, it came on this year and I actually, for the first time in like forever since I was a child, I watched it on like regular TV with commercials and everything like old school. Oh my God. And it was like, because it was on TV with commercials, it was like nine hours long. <laughs> I was like, fuck, this is really long. <laughs> Actually, it's, I didn't finish it. It's so long. I watched the first half, the good part, you know, when they're in the trees and stuff. Yeah. And like the Baroness visits because she was so pretty. Yes. And then, and then when it got to like the stressful wartime, I pieced out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. But I did. I was at that house. The Von Tra- I stayed at the original Von Trapp house. Oh, my God. 
and I danced around in the gazebo like Liesl. <gasps> wow. And, and it was raining too, actually. And yeah, Salzburg, it's a very beautiful city. I mean, have you also stayed at the Dirty Dancing Place? No, that's out like in like the Northeast, I think. I don't, I don't know. I've always looked it up and like wanted to go just to like to walk it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's like Nantucket or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, yeah, somewhere weird. All right. So did we go to – okay, so then where do we go after this? Okay. We're trying to keep it to the seven I, minutes. Though. I am. I'm keeping it to the seven minutes. Don't worry. Okay, next we go to Tom Schwartz's apartment where we come upon him watering his plants. His only friends now. Then we have Katie arriving to Ariana's house. Um, Ariana loves her hair, and they decide that they're going to go thrifting for teacups for their shop. Okay, and then, but do, before that, is this when we have Ariana texting Anne, and then they show the rooms? Yes, yeah, so... Um, they talk about um, how last September they secured the location for something about her. They're kind of giving an update on that. And then Katie's like, gosh, the house is, like, pretty quiet. Like, and then Ariana says, oh, he's away filming something, some uh, military show. And then and then Ariana starts on, like, a little monologue of, like, well, when Tom blew up our lives three months ago... Um, and they start kind of doing a tour of what her life looks like now, that they still live together. And this is when the cameras kind of, like, go upstairs and, like, the door opens. And first we see Tom's room. This is the room that he's living in now full time because they separate themselves. It looks like a 12-year-old boy's room. It, uh, um, my brother's room literally looked like this at my parents' house. Like, this is how it was. Yeah. Um, really, like, I don't feel like there's much I can make fun of. It's, like, tidy enough, and it is what it is. Like, I was just like, huh. Then, um, we go down the hall. Literally, the camera is panning down, like, just taking us on a journey. The door opens to Ariana's room, and we get a look in there, and, um... Well, there'll be a crossover episode of this on Hoarders. Yes. And so as they are, as she's talking about, she's, Ariana's telling us that she doesn't communicate with Tom. They communicate between Tom's assistant and the one that's coming out with the podcast. And uh, one of the the shots that they do, well, like they're, they're like in Ariana's room and then they, it's like a screenshot of a text and Ariana's like, can you please tell Tom to turn off his neon lights. It's bothering the neighbors. And he says, Anne says, he says that falls under freedom of speech. And this is the Sandoval we're talking about. The pompous asshole, just trying to be difficult. Stuff, like Raquel said this on her podcast. You can see it's like, why, you know, the difference of, you know, why are we forgiving for Raquel, not Sandoval? It's like, no, they both did the, horrible thing he's just being james said it too like he'll well he says it later in this episode but he's just out there being so no one said he shouldn't go on with his life but he's so smug about it he continues to double down and blame ariana that's why sheena got in trouble um for talking to him at BravoCon when in fact she said she was scolding him about something he said again about ariana and she was like can you please just stop blaming her or dragging her name like we're all trying to get past this and move on but you keep making this worse for yourself and that's why he if he's just such a dick about it whereas you know i don't know Uh, yeah and about ariana's room like i just like so at first i was so shocked that i stopped my viewing area and I was like I paused and I looked and I was like whoa um (laughs) but then I thought okay she doesn't want to see him she has to like cram all of her stuff into that room she's been very busy I don't know so I gave her a little bit of grace but it is definitely funny and like hashtag kind of relatable to how when you're when things are going crazy in your life how like sometimes I come in and I throw my stuff down you know and and when no one's there to help me it's it's not looking great 
I have the kids come over and they're like, let's see, did she clean? Or I always blame it on them that I'm like, well, you guys threw all of my clothes all over my floor. And they're like, no, we did it. You do that. You do that. Cause I'll have oh, <laughs> the other day, Layton called me suitcase girl. She's like, okay, suitcase girl. Well, she's not wrong. I have That's- three suitcases on my floor all full but open so everything's like strewn about and halfway in halfway that's out that's what my living room looks like right now like i have not unpacked and sometimes like you don't have time to like you no. have to run the laundry you have to like it's like it ta- it's a lot of work to unpack or you go to another trip and yes. so i'm like um so when i called her a hoarder i meant that in in fun because it's called relatable and totally. my own room looks like that some of the time <laughs> you know uh, and so and I, I yes, and I, I love that she left it like that too because like this is this is the aftermath I think that we are all kind of looking for to get closure on this whole thing. It's like what did it feel like to be her and have to get up and like continue working the way that she did? Like that's the story that I wanna hear. So I hope I hope we get to see that a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's see what else. Do they talk um, about yes. The so she talks, yeah. Uh, and she talks about, she's telling Katie, she's like, the house is the last thing that we are dealing with. And Tom is saying that he wants to buy her out and stay. And she, uh, just doesn't feel like, like she should have to, like, why should he get the house? And she has to move out. And more than that, she just cannot, deal with the fact that he is possibly going to bring his, she called her, a pen pal over. Um, And then she explains that Tom and Raquel have still been exchanging packages, and there was a postcard that came to the house with um, lightning bolts on it. Which Raquel has now explained. If you want to hear, if you just, you know, want to hear some of her podcasts, that is one she addresses. And I think that's something that we all wanted addressed, which they didn't talk about on the Bethany podcast that she does now address. She says that when they were still in contact, he, he said, send, send me mail from the facility, but send it to Schwartz's. Well, Schwartz got fed up and didn't want to be the middleman anymore. And he said, stop doing your mail exchange at my house. I don't want any part of this. I need to distance myself. So props to Schwartz for, you know, trying to have some balls and some boundaries. So that- I, I was really proud of him for doing that too. And I think that that was the right thing to do. Yes. So then Sandoval tells Raquel, Rachel, while she's in the facility, Schwartz doesn't want the mail here anymore. So I send it to my house. And Raquel said she had, reservations she's like no i don't think that's a good idea what if ariana sees it he's like i'll make sure she doesn't she's like you swear and so she sends a letter and then what happens of course eric i think he did this on purpose because he's a smug asshole um she sends a letter of course ariana sees it she talks about it on watch what happens live and raquel sees that and she's like oh my god she goes i just mailed a postcard yesterday with lightning bolts on it. Oh my gosh, she's going to see it. So she frantically tried to get a hold of Sandoval and it's like, please intercept that, please. He promised her that he or his assistant would be sitting by the mailbox and that Ariana would not see it. And of course, Ariana saw it, like Sandoval lied. So I have this sneaking suspicion that I believe that he told Raquel all those things that he was going to intercept it, blah, blah, blah. You know, he reassured her. But um, I also think that in that same breath, he told production that she was sending stuff and that he was that a postcard. Like, I just. Production could have done it. No, no. I think that he that she did it. And I but I think that he tipped production off that she was sending things. And now it's going to go to the house. I truly believe that. I mean, that's what I mean. Like production was in the house filming and maybe they like put it on top of the mail. Yeah. Or or just yeah, just that just that they knew that that was a storyline and that they could recreate that because it was in fact something that they were doing. Like it was a way to bring the Raquel storyline in without Raquel being there. How else could they have done that? It's very smart, and it's very Sandoval. And I'm not defending Raquel. She should definitely have known better to send anything to that house, especially a lightning bolt postcard. So she is not off the hook for forgiveness for that. But just hearing her say she did, she went against her better judgment and her instinct because she had Sandoval's assurance. And 
you know, she was trying to take back the postcard, but it had already been dropped in the mail. And she's, you know, so I appreciate that she did have those sentiments. She didn't follow through with it. But again, it just, it makes a little more sense because you were thinking, how could she be so cold and callous? And this makes it a little more human and relatable. Yes. Crazy. And then she, Ariana tells Katie that, the psycho glued his penis flute back together. Now, for me, that's just like his way of like a power move. To me, and and going back on the point that we made earlier about, oh, why didn't she cover his face up? This is why, because 100%, everything's going to have to be divided down the middle with these two. And it's best just to not touch his things because he's going to bring it up. He's going to be bitter about it. And it's, it's, yeah, yeah. Okay, so more airplanes fly over, and we're back at Allie and uh, James's house. And this time we have a backyard shot. Um, Putting together IKEA furniture, and I do not blame him for being annoyed. That's very relatable. (laughs) Yeah, so he's like, I don't want to build this, and they're out there. And then Allie delivers a line that is very uh, reminiscent of what Raquel did in her role with James. She's like, so when do you think we'll be throwing a pool party? And he's like, soon. You know, so it's like, oh, there's a little transition to when the pool party will be coming. We see that in all the coming attractions that have, you know, this when they talk about the season Um, Well, we saw it on Instagram when it happened. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and uh, even in, like, the season teaser that they released, like, you know, you see all the things that are coming, and that's coming. So, um, yeah. So, and uh, James lets us know that his... you think... Yeah, go ahead. Well, his, his feelings are still hurt. You know, as they should be, because really in all of this, when you think about all the tension where it's gone, it's all right and do and just but really think about this sandoval was his like he was the closest with sandoval throughout these all of these years that james has been on the show he's closest with sandoval right and you know sure sandoval maybe it's payback for Kristen, but you know even with him paying for half his engagement and all of that yes he was broken up with raquel but it's still his ex-fiance it's not even girlfriend ex-fiance and you're one of his closest friends that's a shitty thing to do. And you never reach out. You never apologize. Like nobody cared about James's feelings. They cared about Ariana's and you know, like Sheena's, I guess, but like it really wasn't about James at all. And it probably should have been a little bit at least. Yeah. Well, I feel like if people are going to scream out that this isn't about Sheena and we don't care about anything with her feelings, then Mm -hmm. we have to do the same for James. Either we hear from neither of them or we hear from both of them. Because they really were players in the game, too. Yeah. I love when he's like, he didn't even reach out. He's like, but I see him out there all smug and shirtless with his hideous band laughing into the microphone. And I forgot about this part, how this is another smug angle of Sandoval. All the times we saw him and the people, you guys, that still went to the shows – after Scandaval, how he would make fun and drop Raquel's name into a song or joke about, uh, once upon a time, someone dropped a phone out of their pocket <laughs> and like make light of all of it make fun of it. And uh, what was it? What did he change to? Oh, Schwartzy, can't you see that Raquel is meant for me? You know, like just doing shit like that. That's gross. It's disrespectful to the whole scandal situation, disrespectful to Ariana, disrespectful to Schwartz, disrespectful to James. Like, yeah, the dude doesn't give a fuck. Remember all the little song lyrics he would make up playing into Scandal? Oh, yeah. No. It's crazy. I'm glad James called that out. Me too. Okay, so we end this... um, little seven minute preview with going back over to Brock and Sheena and they had just put summer moon down. She's drinking her bottle while she's still awake. They're watching her on the little monitor and Sheena sits down on the couch and she's like, Oh, like I still get like, it's still hard even sitting on this couch. Like it seems like just yesterday I was having that tough conversation with 
um, Sandoval. And they do a flashback, you know, to show it, to remind us what went down and everything. Um, and, and he blocked, that he blocked her, her podcast, her sister, Brock, and she like, and he even blocked poor little Summer Moon. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's kind of funny. It's sad and weird. And like, I guess it makes sense. He do, he wants Sheena to have zero access to his Instagram. I mean, it's smart, but it's just kind of funny. It's like, um, at this, was, at this point, like, like, I wonder who was on his Instagram. Cause he has a lot of people blocked that are like in his arena, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, it's like um, us, us trying to find our names on Jax's phone on the blocked list. Like, wait, what are we doing? We're, we're going to be searching for hours to unblock ourselves because he's got so many. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did find it interesting that, um, you know, Brock kind of checks in with Sheena and she, um, he's like, have you like heard like what's going on? And the person who Sheena got her update on Raquel from was Kyle. And I'm assuming that's Kyle Chan. Yeah. So I don't know why that surprised me, but it did. Hmm. And that's that's where it cuts. Okay, well, you guys, we're going to continue the rest of the first episode on part two of this podcast, which will be posted on Tuesday right after the show airs. There is so. there is one thing that I so there is a couple of watch parties that are go that have been announced you know within the last couple of days and I just want to read the statement that Schwartz and Sandys made about theirs really quick. Okay. Okay. So this is from Schwartz and Sandys and it says, "Well, here we are after so many months of ups and downs and defying all those who tried to literally close us down." <laughs> We are pleased to invite you to watch the season premiere of Vanderpump Rules at Schwartz and Sandy's with Tom Schwartz and Tom Sandoval. New year, fresh start, and we are excited for you to join us every week for our VPR viewing party every Tuesday night starting at 7 p.m. Stay tuned for our new dining menu, cocktails, and live jazz and DJ nights along with now being open five days a week. Five days. See you this Tuesday and every week where you'll have the opportunity to hear about each episode from the guys themselves. Hashtag Franklin Village. Hashtag Vanderpump Rules. Hashtag Don't Take It Personal. Hashtag Let's Have Fun. Hashtag Bravo. Is there really hashtag Don't Take It Personal? Yes. Oh my god! And they and they've closed the comments, so they must have been getting some they did. not so great <laughs> comments, and now there's no comments and. That statement really offended me, and I don't know why, but it's... It's like, ha-ha, you tried to ruin us, and you couldn't. It very much reminds me of someone who we dealt with on Sandoval's team, and I don't think this is the right approach to go. I I wish they would have just said, hey, guys, like, we're having a viewing party at um, Schwartz and Sandy's. Like, we'd love for you to come and see the, you know what's going on now like i wish they would have just stuck to that and not go, like the, yeah it's it's the no, it's, it's Sandoval nan, nan. wants to hear his side it's his way to combat everybody else's it's his little platform he knows not everyone's listening to his podcast it's yeah he's gonna be snarky he's gonna be and i i'm tra- not trash talking i'm not here for it um also I don't feel like it's a great place to watch um, a show if you really want to watch it. There's two TVs, like, behind the bar, and not, like, you can stand there. But um, I prefer somewhere where there's multiple TVs and I can sit and have a nice drink. Yeah, you'd, you'd have to look sideways if you're at one of the tables or the booths. And if everyone's clamoring to, like, say something to them, it just sounds exhausting. Yeah, and there's no, it's so small, there's, like, nowhere to go and yeah. there's no flow. Um, Schwartz posted the other night from there. It was like Saturday night. I'm like, it's looking a little sparse. It was not looking like the bar looked when we were there last. <laughs> and, the bu- and, and another thing that I wish that they would have said was we've realized that we love hosting the Vanderpump Rules fans and we want you guys back. If they said something like that, I would be like, okay, like they they realize that like there's value in having us viewers around because they they double down and it's I I just I don't understand how 
people are still going and supporting them when they're they're not appreciative of the fans. Yeah. So. I mean, Schwartz maybe it. Yes. And like, but that's the whole thing. Like, I, I don't want to see their business fail. I don't want to see them fail. It's the way they're handling it. And I'm looking at you, Sandoval, um, that I don't like. I, I just, I, a little more humility and I might be down. Yes, exactly. Not so smug. Yes. Okay, well, we can't wait to um, recap the rest of the episode with you guys. And like we've been saying, we have a Patreon, and that is where we will go further into things that maybe we can't say on here or special events that we go to where people tell us things that maybe they don't want shared. We will say it on there. It's only $3. And um, we'll let you know how. Let's see if Sandoval had acted a little more like Jack's. I don't care if Jax's um, newfound attitude is fake. It's just much more pleasant. So fake or real, I'd rather take fake polite than smug asshole. Um, so we'll see. We'll report back tomorrow to see if we get the same wel- warm welcome. Well, and it is difficult because, like, I – Schwartz, I – is always kind to us. And yeah. um, so I'm inclined to give him more of a, a chance and, you know. Well, and he was working his ass off and really, like, trying to work the crowd – where Sandoval was like entrenched in his own little entourage as he always is. Well, and again, like I also feel like if Sandoval was more honest and authentic with the Vanderpump rules, viewers and fans, I think it would go a long way. If he made a post where he was like, I'm feeling a little, you know, nervous about season 11 coming out. I hope that you guys will just have like an open mind and give me a chance to, you know, fix my friendships and my relationships and say sorry and start fixing these things. Like, please tune in with an open mind. I would say, okay, I will. Because at least he's like, he's laying out the map that like he has some work to do. But it's like this, the attitude in person, if you guys could see it in person, it's, it's still jarring. It really is. Actually, Sarah, I saw a response uh, in our email that you made to someone and I thought it was so spot on. And I know we've gone on and on about the difference between how Raquel was treated versus Sandoval, but it's, it's just, it's true. The way he, like, he hasn't ever taken a breath. He's just gone and lived up yeah. every moment he could. So. Yeah. Cool. I could go on all day about this, but we will stop, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we Here's will be. your first taste of the season 11. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay, bye. Talk to you soon. Bye.